Hello and welcome to the Songwriters in Seattle podcast. I'm your host, Chris Klemecki. With me today, my very special guest is David Gilbo. Welcome, David. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, it's great to have you here. You've been a longtime Songwriters in Seattle member. Uh, we've done a lot of showcases together in the past and uh, seen you at a lot, lots of events. So uh, great to be able to talk to you a little bit more and uh, get, get to know you and on uh on this level and have some some real time with you well it's a great group and i've been in it for years and uh it's actually helped me uh in my performances just to be able to have that supportive group out there Fantastic. really helps a lot great great and uh you've had a really cool uh, experience lately with a, a, a a really in-depth project. We're going to get into that in just a second. That's really what we're going to focus on here uh, okay. today. But uh, before we do that, could you just give us a little bit of, of history and sort of uh, you've, you've been doing music for a long time. So just give us the, the quick summary of sort of where, where you've come from and where you are now. Okay. Um, I've been writing songs basically all my life on and off. And uh, it's really actually what I wanted to do with my life, but as life happens, that's right. not what I did <laughs> with hard, my life. Yeah. Um, so I was a television news producer, a network television news producer for most of my career. So I really approach my songwriting as a search for truth. It, that's really the most important thing to me is that the song be true and be about something. And so now I'm retired from journalism. And I, so I really see my songwriting as a continuation of that, really. Yeah. It's, you know, observing what's out in the world, love, life, loss, all of that. You can focus a bit more on Oh, it. totally, yeah. That's, yeah. that's now what my main concern is. <laughs> uh, that's great. Yeah, I have a backlog, though, of, you know, 100 or so songs, uh, uh, most of which have never been recorded. So one of my main goals is to record that body of work. Um, and that's that's so that's what I'm about right it's a big now. Project. <laughs> it's, it's a huge project, and we were talking earlier, but uh, I tried a Kickstarter uh, campaign to raise money for that, and it fell woefully short of my goal. <laughs> so uh, we'll have to take that in pieces yeah. and do it over time. You know, that is one that uh, I mean, a hundred songs, and unless you're just doing bare scratch recordings, you know, right. that you, you want to do them seriously, you want to you know do them well. Yeah, that's going to be a, a good good long-term future project. Yeah, <laughs> good, I did. Good luck with that. Thank you. I did go to Jack Straw Studios one time, and uh, I had booked a, uh, which is a recording uh, place here in Seattle, and I booked an engineer in three hours. And I said, uh, I walked in, I said, I'm going to do 30 songs. Wow. And he says, no, you're not. And I said, no, no, I am. Just me and my guitar. So he put three or four mics on my vocal and three or four mics on my guitar, and I did as many songs as I could in three hours in <laughs> one take. And I actually put that out as an album. I picked wow. 12 of them. And uh, the album is called True is Blue. Um, but I've never heard my songs <laughs> in, uh, done other than me and my guitar, uh, which is what led me to try this new well, project. Well, yeah, I was going to say that that's a, that's a great segue into uh, the project that we're going to talk about here. So, so why don't you talk us through the... You know what what it is, mm -hmm. uh, what what you did, and uh, sort of how it how it gelled, and uh, let's get into the first song right away so we can chat about that. Okay, well, I, you know, I thought I was too close to my songs. I, you know, I heard them the way I heard them. I sang them the way I sang right. them. I played around town for a few years, either as a solo or with a instrumental guitarist. Um, but I wanted to hear how they sounded other than that, 
And as I said before, I was a television news producer. So if I was going to go into the studio, I'd be producing it. So your I own decided. Vision. Yeah, yeah. You really have your own. So I decided to just let go of my own ego and let go of the song and turn them over completely to a half dozen people. I don't know the word for this person, but this is a person like you who is a producer slash engineer slash you know, a musician slash arranger slash instrumentalist. (laughs) And I basically picked four or five people and said, here's two songs. I'll come in and do a vocal and a scratch guitar track. And then you produce the song any way you hear it. And don't get back to me (laughs) and just do it the way you hear it. As long as you leave my vocal on there, I'm happy. You can even strip the guitar track. Um, and I, it's and fascinating. That's a really interesting uh, approach to, you know, to get different personalities. Mm-hmm. And really, really doing that and letting letting them just do with your voice and what with the song uh, what they will. That's, well, I looked at it also as a learning experience because mm-hmm. I could then go into, for the most part, these were home studios, and I could go in and see what kind of setup they had and how they approached it. Um, so that that I learned something in the process. And then I wanted to hear what other people heard in my uh, in my songwriting. Right, might give you some ideas for the hundred songs that you still have to exactly. go. Exactly. Right? Well, we'll talk about yeah. it later on. But <laughs> you know, one one of the people actually changed it radically, yeah. which I, I was surprised, but pleasantly surprised. Cool. Well, let's let's hear the the first one, or give give us a little bit of uh, background on on this right. one. This is black and white. This is a. Uh, um, there used to be a time when journalists were journalists and commentators were commentators and never the twain would meet. Um, but now things are blurry and out in the world there are analysts and commentators and partisans and journalists and the public is all confused about who's telling you the facts and who's telling you their opinion and right. who's trying to manipulate your opinion. So this song is probably a decade old. And it's about that. It's about the blurring of lines and the coloring of uh, truth. It's called black and white. Okay, and who did the... This was Jeff Reiner, uh, who is a a great, great guitarist and plays in a sort of a bluesy country band. And in fact, I chose four four or five different people. I guess we've got four now, who each, their music, they each approached it differently. And I thought, I want to hear how different people hear it. So... His is probably closer to the way I hear the music, so I thought that'd be a good place to okay, start. Okay, good intro here. So this is David Gilbo with Jeff Reiner. The song is Black and White. Getting starker every day Painters of lies try to cover eyes And keep them hidden from the grain As they color what they say Combatants take positions now All compromise is gone No one is found on common ground As the battles have been drawn, both black and white is strong, 
right and both wrong Simple truths fall victim as the powerful deceive Those who fear the worst in us and are ready to believe The black and white they see, the black and white they read The black and white they breathe if I am right and you are wrong And we're always judged that way Then judging from the way things are We got nothing more to say As we go our separate ways Making black and white okay So simple as the truth in black and white But simple truths have shades and hues And colors rich and bright No one sees in black and white No one sees in black and white Truth is framed in black and white Getting starker every day Painters of lies try to cover our eyes and keep them hidden from the grave as they color what they say. Color what they say. All right, fantastic start, David. Nice, simple arrangement. Thank you. Uh, still, still keeping with uh, the acoustic guitar. Sounded like twelve string. A little, exactly. little bit of synth. Exactly. In fact, Jeff he, Jeff plays in a in a country band called End Country Road. You should check him out. They're out of Tacoma. He's really good. And actually, I was trying to get him to be my uh, uh, duo partner. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, so I was in his place do, playing some of my songs, and he said, "Wait, wait, wait. Let me let me put a bass line on that. Wait, wait, wait. Let me put another guitar." And I think actually he's probably the one that got me thinking. I should just turn this over to oh, Jeff. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So. But uh, yeah, that's very. That's much closer to the way I've been performing it. Very acoustic guitar heavy. It's beautiful. Oh, well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. So tell me what uh, some of your reactions were when, you know, maybe you know we'll get your reaction on each one. So sort the of first time you heard it, you know, right. from, from the different producers. What was what were well, your thoughts when you first? heard Well, this, this was one? the first one I got. Oh, back. it was okay. So, um, perfect. So actually, I wasn't that surprised because I was used to the way so he was playing. Close, yeah. Um, Actually, I got surprised. The, the the biggest surprise I got was the second one that came in, which we're actually going to play last. But next up was you. Um, <laughs> I, I picked you because you have a real you know rock and roll vibe, and uh, and I wanted to hear how the songs would sound. You know, with a little you know just. I was hoping you'd put a little distorted guitar or something uh -huh, in here, uh -huh. and uh, and true to punchier. form, yeah. <laughs> it, it was absolutely punchier. 
And also, I, I knew that you were very good with, with drum parts and sampling drum parts, and I'm not exactly sure how you, how you do it, whether you play it by MIDI or whether you sing it. But um, I knew it's you... magic. I knew you knew about that, <laughs> so I was expecting, a, a, you know, a good beat on this. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, uh, so you, let's talk about uh, Better Look Both Ways and Where I See. Okay. Uh, those were the two that you gave to me, yep. and we're going to hear uh, Where I See. Okay, terrific. So, so talk about that song a little bit, and then we'll get into the uh, arrangement after we hear it. Uh, this is another song that I've had in my repertoire for, I don't know, maybe 20 years. <laughs> 20 years. <laughs> and... Um, I I get creative when it's dark. I get creative when all the lights are out. And and so that's what this song came from that you know, I actually see in the dark. Um and uh in in fact, uh you know, I I'll lie in bed with the lights off and a song will start coming in my mind and I'll get up and I'll turn the lights on and like roaches uh <laughs> the the song disappears the into the woodwork yeah, okay. and it's like oh man and actually many many years ago i bought a pen that lights up in the dark and i thought okay i'll write in the dark with yeah, a light so you don't pen. have to get up out of bed yeah, yeah. <laughs> it didn't quite work but yeah this is <laughs> this is a song about uh you know enlightenment uh, that comes when you're uh, when you're in a dark place okay cool and i should uh, remind folks that you can go to ReverbNation.com slash David Gilbo, and we will uh, spell that uh, G-U-I-L-B-A-U-L-T. Very good. All right. Although when I order pizza, it's G-I-L-B-O. There you go. <laughs> Just keep it simple, right? <laughs> but uh, you can hear uh, the songs that we aren't playing. So again, each producer did did two of uh, David's songs. So so go check those out uh, out at ReverbNation.com. And so, th- this song was done by the wonderful Chris Klemecki. Thank you, thank you. Uh, this is Where I See, with David singing, of course, and then uh, my arrangement on this. dark is where I see When the night takes hold of me In the twilight there is true Dark you come All alone Vision ponders Darkness yet to come Sometimes it can be so clear That the shadows disappear Everything's as it seems Save the dark Save the light Truth stands solid Revealing what is right Love is seldom why we part Rarely is there loss of heart It's the pain that breaks the bonds Chronic hurts Unkind words Fray the heartstrings Tethered to love's worth 
take their toll Over time they'll kill the soul And the passion turns to pain Turns to hurt Turns to tears Takes the goodness Turns it into fear In the dark is where I see When the night takes hold of me The twilight holds the truth Love is weak Breaks from strength Love is never stronger than the Dark is where I see Yeah, that was fun. That, that was, was fun. Good. I I liked how that turned out. Good job, man. You did, you <laughs> did a good job on that. You know, my my songs, you know, we're our worst critics. And uh and my songs are, you know, I, I used to joke that if you bought my first album, it comes with a map of bridges you can jump off of after you hear it. <laughs> So my songs could be a little heavy and ponderous, and that you know that has a heavy, heavy lyric. Mm. And but you made it access, more accessible, I think, than it than it's ever been. Um, and also, you, uh, I used to sing really up here. In the dark is where I see, and now I'm singing in a much lower register. Oh, okay. And you brought that out in my voice on, on this recording, and I, I appreciated that. I kind of like a, it. You've got a strong, deep voice. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think that. Uh... You know, certainly when working with it and working with the track that we had, you know, it's it was important to me to make your voice shine, you know, and still make you the star and have all the the guitar parts, especially. There's a lot of layers in there, yep. but to have them all be supportive mm-hmm. of that, right? Well, it it, it worked. I got to say though, when when I received the the MP3s back <laughs> from everybody. I said the same thing to everybody. Can you make the vocal a little louder and you can put it more in the center? Because right. that's all I was thinking about was really my vocal. Yeah. Uh, the heck with your stuff. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, and it's it's uh, it's a good reminder. I mean, it, I take it you got first drafts, you know, from, from everybody, right? And then yes. do the final mix and mix and really make it uh, make it punch out. But um, I think just the point being that. Uh, to have you record it with the scratch guitar mm-hmm. and then to sort of peel that away and just you know build around the voice and arrange it around the voice it was a it was a really fun interesting project on on this side so well you uh, did a good job and I, and I just went to a recording seminar recently and a couple people said the same thing that if if the listener is listening to two things at the same time they're listening to a guitar part and a vocal something's wrong that you hear everything in the mix, but you ought to be focused on whatever is supposed to be front and center at that moment. And I think when you hear a lot of people with home studios and, and you know just learning how to mix, everything's coming at you at once. It's you know Phil Spector's wall of sound. And right. it's like, no, no, you know, the vocal needs to back off here and the guitar needs to come forward here and, and you know, you accomplish that. So thank you. Thank you. I mean I think uh, I mean I can I can obviously speak to this song more than the other ones, but you know, the thought behind it um, I actually had sort of a vision of, of Pink Floyd, 
Mm. You know, David Gilmore does really well with just like you hear the the one little rhythm guitar just pop, pop. You know, it's just punching out the 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 little electric guitar yeah. hits, and then you got the one that's doing the the Leslie speaker rotation for the big sustain sustain stuff, and then you know shift that when it comes to the chorus, even mm-hmm. though it's the same chord progression. You know, it it has to shift. It has to have the dynamic. So you know, doing the the upper sort of color high octave guitar parts there's a lot in there and then trying to pull the acoustic guitar that's really just you know providing some you know some some right. what you'd call sort of backdrop to the whole thing just pulling that way back but it's still it's still there it still has an acoustic yeah, sort of strummy feel to it so well i haven't asked a good groove you know i was really wanting that groove to be there it was there well i haven't actually had any feedback from anybody how long did something like that take to do on your part Oh, not counting the you know the scratch recording. Right, right, right. Recording. I mean, it was it was a pretty decent chunk of time. I mean, drum to do a drum track like that. I mean, drums is an extensive process. Right. Uh, uh, anytime you're doing custom drums like that, so you know, uh, uh, say say probably four ish, four to four to eight hours just doing drums. No kidding. Wow. And then and then you know another eight or so for. Recording everything else, mm-hmm. and then you know your chunk of time mixing and, and mastering right. is you know so probably probably in the in the range of twenty five hours wow. to thirty hours. Wow, that's yeah. that's that's a lot. I got a bargain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying how much I paid everybody, but I got a bargain. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> but that was actually part of the deal. Was okay. I I know you're going to spend a lot of time on this, but you can spend as little or as much time on it right. to do whatever it is you want to do with it. And uh, I would suggest other songwriters that might be an approach to take is, you know, I give up all creative control to the song and, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, at some point, you you know, you kind of say, oh, I, I want to reduce my time on it. But but then you get going and it's like, I know I want to make this really good. Right. And, and you know, you don't want to shortchange the, right. the the finished product. And uh, I'm again, I'm really happy with how that turned out. I. I want to be able to go back and listen to stuff like that. Right. You know, be be happy with it. So that's yeah, a good thing. Good good project. So okay, let's let's do the next one. All again, all these are different. That, that's fascinating to me. Right. Um, tell um, me about uh, punishing rain. That punishing that rain. That punishing rain. Um, I've lived here in Seattle for a long time, and it was like about time to write a song about rain. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm Common down. theme with songwriters right <laughs> yeah. here. I'm, you know, I'm, I have chronic depression, so I'm down a lot. So uh, that punishing rain was sort of a metaphor for, you know, all the crap that falls on us all the time that, and some of it self-inflicted that, you know, we punish ourselves with. Um, and this really was a kind of a slow, ponderous song. I don't, I don't mean to make my, all my songs sound like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> depression songs, but... Um, you know, but they are introspective and, and a little darker. Right. So um, Colin J. Nelson um, is a young songwriter. He's a terrific songwriter. And um, his songs are very unusual chords and unusual chord patterns. So I thought, I don't know what Colin's going to do with this. And he's got, a, he's got a home studio. So I turned it over. He wanted me to come in and listen. He says, I'm changing things Mm. and i said i don't want to do that (laughs) because then i'll start saying yes no i like this i don't like that so he had to call me back he's the only one to call me back to do the vocal because he had changed the rhythm and um i'm used to singing in my own time signature right um but he said listen i have to have you in 
the drum pocket. You have to sing in the pocket. And uh, so I tried, and he didn't think I, I don't think he thought I could do it. And I said, yeah, you know, I'm willing to try. So this is much different than the way I would, the way I've done it, the way I would do it. Wow. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's much more indie pop kind of kind of right. stuff and this one actually so this is a redone vocal so you yes. did all the scratch and then he arranged it and then you came back correct redid the vocal right. to to be in with what his arrangement was okay yeah. cool so a, a little different here uh for sure with that punishing rain colin j nelson correct fantastic this is uh one more from david gilbo
Wow, that was very cool and very different. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Definitely not something I would expect to hear from you. No, it's not anything I would expect to hear from you either. <laughs> and uh, I, I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, but it's not. You know, it's it's certainly not about the vocal expression in that song. You know, it's I'm used to. You know, it's coming down hard now. Uh, that uh-huh. punishing rain. Right. You know, I was like lingering on the notes, but he, you know, boom to boom to da boom to da boom. I had to be in the thing. But you know, but, you know it's catchy. Yeah, and it really works. I mean, he even more than the groove itself, just the the uh, sound of it. It has a retro sound, really, you know, heavy reverb affected. Um, the, the entire thing, really raw drums. I mean, uh, Sort of has an early seventies kind of kind of feel to it. Um, well, I think it, it fits. I mean, that part of it sort of fits you and fits the song really well. I think it's. I, I think so too. I'm I'm you know into vintage gear yeah. and uh, I'm, I'm in this uh, cowboy surf lounge band now. We do covers. It's kind of Dean Martin meets the Ventures, and uh, I'm buying all this vintage gear, uh, old Shure Vocal Master PA system. And Colin, who's a young guy, mm-hmm. he's also into this vintage stuff. So he played the drum parts. He's got a drum kit, and he's got a an old Fender reverb tank. So I think he was playing with the gear, yeah. you know, also on that. But uh, yeah, I like I like the songs yeah, a lot. Sonically, really interesting, really different. But again, um, it fits. I, yeah. I think it, I think it fits, and it it fits you and. Uh, and really, really smart of him to, to go in that direction and just, you know, for you to, to pick him and think that he would mm-hmm. do a good job and did, did very well. Well, I'm going to try to continue on this. I, I you know, I, it, I originally did it as an experiment, mm-hmm. but I, I would love to actually put it out as a CD if I could find, you know, six people to do two songs. Um, so I may, I may keep looking uh, for other people and, and see if I can build kind of a repertoire. Actually, if I did maybe one song from 12 different people, it might be an interesting might be an yeah, interesting CD. Yeah, I mean, some CD. might be different, some might not, and again, you sort of you might get ideas from it, you know, what right. you like, what uh, what kind of directions you might want to yeah. take with some of your songs. I mean, I, I think a whole album like that last one would be really interesting. Yeah, really I think so neat. too. Well, clearly what I what I have learned and what I'm itching for now is a full band. Mm-hmm. I just I don't want to perform solo anymore. I don't not even as a duo. I really want a band. Yeah, some interesting <laughs> things can happen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we'll see. All see right. if I can put that together. Well, cool. Let's hear one more producer, one more song uh for for another different take. You said uh Something to lose. Something to lose is is uh maybe my favorite song. It's probably my most most truthful song, and I, I never play it out because it really is kind of downbeat. And um, uh, there's a guy. I live in an artist loft building, and uh, there's a bunch of musicians in the building, and uh-huh. one of them is a fantastic bass player, Andy Zadrozny, and uh, he plays in all kinds of different bands. Um, and he really took this in a direction I didn't expect. Um, the only thing, this is the, this is the only song that has something I don't like. I don't actually like songs that don't end. I don't like fade outs. Oh, okay. And I, th- this song always had a very particular ending with, on a particular note, which he didn't do, but it's fine. And I, and I like the song and he also kind of chopped up my vocal and dropped it places where I wouldn't expect. Um, and the first, first, this is the one that 
it, when listening to it, and I listened to it with him, I just had no idea where it was going. Everything else, I kind of, okay, there's a guitar part that's going to come in here, or there's a break there. This one, it's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, wow. he did so a really some, terrific some unexpected job. Unexpected stuff. Yeah. yeah. So okay. I have to go back to Andy and see if he'll do a couple more. Cool. What was his name? Andy Zadrozny. Andy Zadrozny. And David Gilbo. And once again, ReverbNation.com slash David Gilbo will get you more of these uh, cool songs and experiments from the different producers. And uh, this is our last one for today. This is going to be Something to Lose. So close to down and out Well I strain to shout But no one hears my scream No my lord I'm feeling blue Living needs a reason won't you please give me something to lose? Walking along down a one-way street to that dead end side. That shouts my greed No, my love I'm feeling blue Living needs a reason Won't you please Give me something to Something to lose 
Something to lose. Again, very different. Retro again, but in sort of a different way. A sort of soul yeah. uh, take on that with the, the strong bass line. And yeah, Andy's got a lot of soul. You know, I've got, a, I've got a, um, in my home, uh, my, I've got turntables and vintage gear and amplifiers. And I've got a tower of speakers. I've got, you know, like six, six or seven speakers oh, on both geez. sides <laughs> and when i played this song the bass just rattled those yeah. speakers like this those he's he's way down in there which reminds <laughs> me if you're if if you're going to do something like this uh, all the all of the tracks i got back were all different volumes different kinds of mixes and i really should have thought of that ahead of time to ask everybody to give me uh, a wave file and and the raw files but you know, I wasn't paying much, so I didn't want to give anybody any more work. But if if you know, I wanted to master this, I think I, at this point I'd have a problem. I, I should have had a little more pre-production. Because they're in all mind. over the place. They're all over the map, uh, volume-wise, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and uh, some of them start real soft and go go real loud. I get what you mean. I mean, when you're going with a bunch of different people, mm-hmm. I mean, you're just you're gonna get different results back uh, mm-hmm. you know just uh, again sonically and and technically mm-hmm. as well but uh wow really really cool project thank you for thank sharing you. that today and and uh, great to talk with you a bit about it a pleasure oh, being here i appreciate man, it um i hope other people are inspired as well from from this uh this experiment and uh you know i think it's it's got to be freeing absolutely it's a good percent uh uh, perspective to step away from your own right. ego and the way you see things and just you know turn it over to somebody else it's, it's a little, kind of a courageous act in some ways Definitely. to just say you know go ahead do i don't what, think do i'm what you will with it <laughs> to do something like that with my songs but you know it's uh if nothing else got to be a good exercise it's it's uh you know you've got you've got a catalog of songs that mm-hmm. uh you know especially if you feel like you're in a rut you Absolutely. Know, good to just hear what other people do with it. That's and if you're a songwriter and hoping that someone else is going to do your music anyway, they are right. going to do, bring their interpretation to it. So, Absolutely. Yeah. All well, right, th- cool. Well, thank you so much, David. Thanks for having me. It was a real pleasure. 
All right, you guys, go to uh, ReverbNation.com slash David Gilbo. One more time on the spelling, G-U-I-L-B-A-U-L-T. And uh, you'll get to hear lots more from David and uh, the other producers that he worked with. So uh, for Songwriters in Seattle, that's SongwritersInSeattle.com. And David Gilbo, I'm Chris Klemecki, ChrisKlemecki.com. Keep it simple, K-L-I-M-E-C-K-Y on that one. And we will see you next month for another podcast. So until that time, stay original. <laughs>